القدس تنادينا القدس تنادينا بيت القدس لنا امن ستعود القدس لامتنا ونطهر ساحتك العذراء وننشر خوفك رايتنا ننشر فوقك This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Once we once again welcome the listeners of Sirius FM Al-Ansar International and Markas Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, to this edition of the Q&A with our esteemed Amir and resident Pufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafizahullah. Now, our next question, Mufti Saab, could we say that the rest of the world are playing the role of those rear guards at the Battle of Ohad, and they play their role by strictly adhering to all the commands of Allah to the best of their capability. And if they are negligent, the way uh, the rear guards, you know, their negligence would be the same as those rear guards leaving their position in the battle of Ohad. And we know how that uh, affected the battle. It turned the tables around. Now, would this apply here also, that if the Muslims throughout the world are being sinful, would that affect the battle in Palestine? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I read for you from the Haaretz. This is all latest news breaking on Haaretz. Hostages, families, tell Netanyahu, that is the crime minister, BB, that Benjamin Ney, the murderer of our children every day. So hostages, families, tell Netanyahu, releasing Palestinian prisoners is the only option. You got it? There are 6,000 plus prisoners there and children, people, detention without trial, and most of them political, 6,000 plus, they must be released. That's a demand of Hamas, and then we will start releasing these hostages here. You don't even release them, we won't release yours, and we're holding the trump card. We got your generals, we got your army officials, and so forth, and if they make one wrong move, we pull a bullet through them. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. And then, see, this is what the Haramis commit, war crimes. No food, no water, no electricity, no gas, no fuel coming in, and even the aid that's coming in is just trickling in. So therefore, they say the aid will increase now. So thousands of Ghazans, people of Gaza, break into United Nations warehouses as desperation grows amid war. So they're going for water, food, first aid kit, whatever they can find, because you, may, you see, when you speak of Palestine, this is a Haaretz newspaper, that these Haramis, when you make dua, learn some Arabic Muslims. I was teaching them yesterday in Darulum. Allahumma alayka bil Yahudi zalimin al-ghamuhtalleen. Allahumma alayka bil mustawtineen. Oh, Allah punish the settlers. So settler kills Palestinian harvesting olives in West Bank. You heard? There's no Hamas there. So a Palestinian is busy with his work in his own farm. And here the settler comes and he takes out his gun and he shoots the Palestinians. So where's the justice? What will happen to the settler? Nothing. 
So that is your Israel. And you Jutlas want to come tell me you're a peaceful nation. You are the scum of this earth. Therefore, Allah made you into swines. Allah made you into monkeys. And Allah cursed you repeatedly. And Allah said, not only Hitler. Hitler did a good job. Let me tell you that to a great extent. I agree with him. I don't agree all the time, but many things he did was right. He said no interest, no pornography, no homosexuality. So it's all right. That's what he did. So you must. he created a job in two years for six million people. Nobody in the world can do it today. Where's all your clowns today in that? Who can create South Africa? You can't even get a job. You must remember for 20,000 people properly. This matric certificate is not worth your paper on which is written. So I was asking to a matriculant nowadays in P3T for Amosu. You're writing matric, I heard. He said, yes. I said, what's the pass mark now? He said, 30%. Some per subjects, 35%. Be honest. Do you really think that your matric certificate is worth? So I asked him, what are you aiming for? 36%. So you must remember that hopeless, useless waste of time. You must remember the whole education system with the ministers must be scrapped. You must remember. So this settler kills a Palestinian harvesting olives in West Bank. There's no Hamas there. So that is what you need to understand. All this applying chaos and analogy of the Palestinian struggle with the battle of Uhud. Always remember to pronounce the words correctly. A dhamma on the ha. Jabalu Uhudin yuhibbuna wa nuhibbu. Battle of Badr took place second year of the Hijrah during month of Ramadan. Battle of Uhud took place in the third year after the Hijrah during the month of Shawwal. People pronounce it many times incorrectly. So to think that this is like Battle of Uhud, no. Where is the rear guard? There is no rear guard. Majority of the Muslims, I told you, the Arab regions, they are supporting Israel. So what we are talking of a rear guard here and so forth. Which Muslim country send the army in? Which Muslim country send arms in? Yes, we must admit what is the truth needs to be spoken. Iran sent in some arms, not now, from years now. And Hezbollah, who are Hezbollah shaitan, they sent in and helping little bit and so forth. Sunni countries did nothing as far as arms and munitions. So what are we really talking about? So we need, and now you say, why are they taking arms from them? So because you hopeless Sunni countries and Sunni people, we can just give some money and so forth. And they're sitting on millions and billions and trillions and so forth. One week, just close off the oil and petrol. One week, just close off the gas and see. But you need Iman. King Faisal showed it in 73, 74 and 75. They martyred and murdered him. So you need to understand all these type of things there. You need Iman to do this here. So this, what Iman they got? The Saudis and Emirates and all these characters. So the Pakka Murtads, you must remember that. So to apply that analogy is Kiyas Malfarik and totally incorrect Kiyas. And take the Ummah. The Ummah is busy with their musical shows, the busy with their movies, busy with their sports and entertainment, Namaz and it. Go to every masjid. Go to every masjid, South Africa, anywhere. Your crowd is getting less and less. Instead of increasing, that such problems are besetting the ummah. We should be turning our life around. But who's interested? You must remember this. Said, yeah, now we saw enough. Now we gave thousand then we gave thousand dollars. We did our duty. Is that so? So you must remember that Islam is not some supermarket. You know, you practice on it one day, one hour, and you think. 
يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا دُخُلُوا فِي السِّلْمِ O Muslim, O people with Iman, you must enter into Islam in its totality. Anything you come 50%, 20%, Razi, Rahe, Rahman, Bi, Khush, Rahe, Shaitan, Bi, and we think we are good Muslim, you're fooling yourself. Quran says so. Wala shaitan. Do not follow in the footsteps of Satan and Lucifer. So that is the command of all Allah. There must be total commandment, not becoming a part-time Muslim. We must be total, complete Muslims, devoted, dedicated. And if the non-Muslims object on us, criticize us, we tell them, go to a hell. We don't have to please you. We have our own Sharia, our own laws. Chapter number 2, verse number 208. Please advise what I should do if I accidentally drop the Qur'an. Almighty Allah Jalla teaches us the dua right in the ending of Surah Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 286. So as to call all the children in front, in Peter Thief, Amosford, there in Newcastle, and so, I say, come here, you know my name. So they laugh. I say, AK, right? And you know AK-47? They say, yes. So I say, now you must tell them, when anybody come by you with the AK-47, you must tell him, me, I have a more powerful weapon than you. And AK-255. AK, Aital Kursi. And verse number 255, Surah Baqarah, chapter 2. So go there to chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 286. Atwalu Quran, the longest surah in the Noble Quran. Quran and all Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi praise the people who recite Surah Baqarah not just listen to it you must read it Iqra Surah Al-Baqarah read it for inna akhadaha barakah when you read it it will bring barakah blessing watarkaha hasra you don't read it then there will be remorse and regret wala yastati uha al-batala the evil forces cannot overpower it so in the last verse and remember that these verses were revealed when Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah came from Makkah to Majlul Aqsa Isra I-S-R-A Subhanalladhi yasra bi abdihi laylam min al-majjid al-harami ilal majjid al-aqsa beginning of the 15th Jews 15th Supara beginning of Surah Bani Israel chapter 17 verse 1 after leading and praying there and Anbiya Prophet's messengers following Imamul Anbiya wal Mursaleen Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then the Mi'raj took place from Kubba to Sahra Abdul Malik bin Marwan built that in the year 82 after Hijrah Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went to the seven heavens and beyond and physically and remember it was a miraculous nocturnal journey in the state of awakeness and three gifts were given as mentioned in Muslim Sharif number one, the five daily salat. Number two, the last two verses of Surah Baqarah. And the third one, glad tidings for the person who passes away with Iman Islam. Did not commit kufr and shirk, blasphemy and polytheism, idol worship. Falahul Jannah paradise. So 
you drop the Quran Sharif. So read, read now with me. Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 286, the last, last verse. And you want to know about Mi'raj? Go open chapter number 53, Surah Wan Najmi, verses 1 to verse 18. So Allah speaks of Mi'raj there and what, what transpired and occurred there. So Almighty Allah teaches us beautiful, powerful, potent dua. Rabbana, la, Rabbana means Ya Rabbana. Oh, our beloved Allah, our nourisher, sustainer, provider, la tu'akhidna. Oh, Allah, do not take us to task and punish us. Inna sina, if we did something forgetfully, we totally forgot. Oh, we did something inadvertently, unintentionally. Do not take us to task. Do not punish us. So that dua you must read. Give out charity, cash and kind. Give it to anybody. Five rand, ten rand, twenty, thirty, fifty rand. Muslim or non-Muslim. Story time. One old Baji met me there. He said, Mufti, I love your story time. I was thinking this Baji when he was young, maybe he didn't hear enough stories. So story time. 68, I started Hifz, and 70, I finished by my Honorable Ustad, Hafiz Ibrahim Limalia, Hafiz Allah, Hafiz is in Durban, Allah grant him Siha Afia. So, when we, now we were children, so somebody drops the Quran and that. So people, you know, not Hafiz, the people sometimes, they say, you know the woman and others, hey, you drop the Quran, so you'll have to pick it up with your eyes and all that, and you must give out so much salt and so much this, oh, all Indian stories when our forefathers came from Mirzapur, Kolvatpur, Palanpur, Saharanpur, Dabelpur, and all these poor, poor, and poori places they came from, they brought one Lal Kitab and a Red Kitab, all fairy tales and fabrications. So, this type of fabrications you will find you must give out so much salt, give out so there's nothing like that, just give out anything, cash or kind, and read the dua. Allah is all forgiving. Allah is all merciful Rabbana la tuakhidna inna sina aw akhta'na and in the ending wa'afu anna wa'afil lana warhamna anta maulana fansurna alal qawmil kafirin so eight then now fansurna alal yahudil zalimin fansurna alal yahudil kafirin alal yahudil muhtallin alal yahudil ghasibin alal yahudil so words like that you must add. Speak to all Allah Jalla Wala. Mufti Sahib, the sister states, I am a widow and the only Muslim in my family and also in my in-laws family. I want to perform Umrah. What should I do? I have two daughters and one son. All of them are non-Muslims. So you must remember in a case like that, if you don't have any Muslim and obviously to go for Umrah, you have to be married, you go with your husband or you go with the mahram. The mahram is your brother, your uncle, your father, your son, but they must be Muslim. So then they can go for Umrah and so forth. Non-Muslim can't go, obviously. So the easy solution for you, my sister, will be, I don't know your age and so forth, but you're 30, 40, 50, you can get married. So 
you get married and you must tell that person there that I'll get married to you and the mahar will be you must take me for umrah you must book everything you get married today tomorrow you go for umrah and so forth and so on so mashallah you get married and you go so that's one easy solution you say now you 50, 60, 70 years old you old and cold and tired and retired hey, you're going to get married and worry about husband and then his back is paining front is paining and the toes are paining and knees are paining so then you make Umrah Hajj daily my sister how are you going to make Umrah Hajj daily you read your Fajr Salat on time nowadays 4 o'clock 4.30 wherever you are for example and thereafter you stay there you read Quran Sharif you make zikr you make dua and there everywhere I went I was giving talks you must remember there they in Petrotif they in Amersfoort and then take them to Ishraq and then we all read Ishraq and then we go so you must remember that and 15 minutes after sunrise you read two rakat salat my sister a hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif umratun wa hajjatun you will receive the optimum maximum reward of umrah and hajj Tamah, tamah, tamah. He, Rahmatulil Alameen, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the maximum, optimum reward you will get. So it's your option, my sister. You get married, you go with your husband and tell him the mahar is that. He must pay the 50,000, 70,000, 100,000, depending how long you want to stay there and so forth. And in that, you can add Aqsa also. So Aqsa, the borders are open. So you must remember that. So that will be a good package. You go to Makkah, you go to Medina, you go and then you go with your husband and you don't want to settle down then every day you make umrah and hajj 15 minutes after sunrise provide you read the ishraq salat provided that you read your fajr salat on time so that will be the test remember that when we sit in jalsa and tashahud where should the palms be should it cover the kneecap or should it be just at the top of the knee not covering the kneecap Three issues here, hadith in Bukhari Sharif, he Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Swallu kamara ni uswalli. You must perform your salat as you see me, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, performing the salat. So when we are in that certain posture position, then where must be the palms, the fingers be? Not on the kneecap. That's totally mukhalif and against the sunnah for male and female. So you are in a sitting posture. So remember that you keep your fingers and your palm all that day by your side and so forth. And remember the fingertips. I'm putting my hands there now that the fingertips will be there before the kneecap start and so forth. So that not on the kneecap before that and you leave it flat. You must remember that. Yes, you must remember you're reading Tahiyat, Tashawud, you pick up your Sababa, your index finger, all that. But nothing to do with the kneecap. That's totally wrong and incorrect. Second one, this is a big problem with our men. I, the woman also must be, but anyway, the men, I see them in a masjid and 80-70% read Salat wrong and Sazda they do wrong. And this Wa'id for that. Wa'id means a stern warning. 
When you go into Sajda, then your palms will be flat on the ground. Then your forearm and your elbow and all that must be way above the ground. You can't be leaving it resting on the ground. That's what the dog does. It's haram. It's not permissible to do that for the man. When you go deliberately against the sunnah of Nabi alayhi salam, habitually it's haram then. And Quran warns us, Surah 24, verse 63, And to see bahum fitnatun deliberately you're going against the teaching practice of the master such a calamity will befall you a painful punishment rectify your salat where I see everywhere every masjid I go while we're waiting for salat people reading sunnat nafil and I look at the men so you will see majority of them the forearm or the elbow is on the ground whether they read individually or they're reading in Jamaat. Jamaat, the people who are next to us, we can see it, obviously. We're not blind or something. So rectify your Salat, brothers. Pick that forearm up of yours. Pick that elbow up. It must not be on the ground. Totally unacceptable that. Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa said, don't be like the dog. And then you put it there on the ground. Regarding the women, majority scholars, Shafi'is, Malikis, humbly say, even for the ladies it's not permissible. They must also raise their forearms and, and their elbow. Only Hanafi scholars have said that for the women, when they go into Sajda, then they leave the, the hands at the bottom and so forth because of the hadith in Abu Dawood the Marasil that a woman is not like the man in Sajda our posterior is up the woman's posterior is down so we must know what is the to understand our deen Islam is not just we just you know one a fool does something and the other fool just go follow the pipe piper you know that our deen you must follow the deen with basira you must look for evidence you must look for proof you must look for, and then follow Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Ana and those who followed me immaculately that are the beloved Sahaba and the beloved companions of the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam go read the ending of Surah Yusuf and you will find that verse there this is my way and this is my path and based on Dalil and evidence and Surah 12 Surah Yusuf chapter 12 verse number 108 Mufti I wanted to know about a security guard during Juma Salah he is on duty a Muslim security guard and not performing the Jumu'ah Salah is this acceptable? totally rejected you will lose your iman every week 52 weeks or 50 weeks or 20 weeks you must sing jumma salat you must resign when you took the job you should have told them that for jumma salat i am not going to work here for that one hour or so i will fill in the time on saturday sunday or during the weekdays but you are security guard daytime also jumma time totally haram to continue working there you will lose your iman my brother if you continue like that that such people's heart gets sealed and then when it's sealed no iman no islam 
Islam will enter. Go open Tarheeb with Tarheeb. Go open Mishkat Mustad Ahmad. The wa'id and the warning of those people who must their Jumma Salat. You must one Salat. The Hadith says you out of the fall of Islam. So if you take the literal meaning and if what happens, you must Jumma Salat and so forth. So Surah 62 and verse number 9. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. Ay iman walo. Oh, you believe. 89 times Allah has used this phrase. When the first adhan goes, go open Ma'ariful Quran. Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib Rahimullah wrote, Pelli adhan murad, the first adhan. So, then hasten towards the remembrance of Allah, the Arabic khutbah and sermon, the salat and so forth. Leave your business, all your activities and rush and make a quick hasten towards the Salat, the Masjid, and so forth. So therefore, there too, people say, now we're writing exam. We're going to miss Jumma Salat. So Allah's curse be upon that exam. Allah's curse be upon that degree. So what good is that degree where you're playing with your Iman? So remember these type of things, that we are Muslim first. Everything else is secondary, secondary in life. So we must be very clear on these type of issues. Inshallah, we will take a break now and then continue with the final segment after the break. Allahumma ansur ikhwanana al-mustadha'afeen al-mazlumeen fi kulli makan wansurhum man nasr azizin muqtadirin ya rabbal alameen Allahumma innaka tara ma nazala bina fi ghazati min al-ahwal يا ذا الجلال والعزة يا ذا الجبروت والعزة اللهم أعز أهل غزة اللهم أعز أهل غزة اللهم فرج عن أهل غزة اللهم فرج عن أهل غزة اللهم فرح أهل غزة اللهم فرح أهل غزة اللهم منصر أهل غزة اللهم منصر أهل غزة فلستم من أمتي Whose fatwa is this? This is not AK's fatwa or AK-47's fatwa. This is the fatwa direct from Imam Zainul Abidin. فلستم من أمتي You don't belong to this ummah. Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. <laughs> This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Once again, we welcome the listeners of Sirius FM, Al-Ansar International and Markaz Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And uh, we have our resident, Muf- esteemed Amir and resident Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, Hafizahullah, on the line. Mufti Saab, what is the ruling regarding taking vows and could we take a vow that if Allah destroys the jutla we'll fast for a certain number of days or give sadaqah 
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Good question. Whenever you want to send a message on Twitter, to leave the word Jew. Put the Jutlas. Allah dispatched the Jutlas straight to Jahannam. So everything goes through then. Twitter also gets mixed up. They don't know what is Jutlas and Jahannam. They say let it go through. So you must mix them up with these Haramis. Al-Harbu Khud'af. Remember, war is deception. So we must use it. And so say Jutla. One settler, one bullet. And straight to Jahannam for the Jutla. So excellent question. I give you two quotes here, Muslim Ummah. Wake up from your slumber. You can never beat a nation that knows death is not the end. I repeat, you can never defeat or beat a nation that knows that death is not the end. Death is just the starting, and then they go to the greatest realm and Barzakh, and then Jannat al Firdos. That is what the Palestinians have showed the world. Al Ghazza fiha al Izza. They brought honor to this Ummah. You think the Saudi regime, this Emirates regime, this Arab Tanpot dictators, Haramis, Murtad, Shayateen, Auladu Iblis, you think that they brought honor? They know nothing about Islam, their rulers and their puppets scholars and Salafis and so forth and then second one what is the truth we have to speak the truth this person writes I hang my head in shame for these truthful words spoken Julian Assange is rotting away in Belmarsh prison in London hey Richie Rich what you doing you still drinking your cow's urine so wake up Richie Rich so he says, I hang my head, Richard's story I put there, I hang my head in shame for these truthful words spoken. Julian Assange is rotting away in Belmarsh prison in London, and most people have no idea of the price he's paying for telling the truth. He spoke the truth. What the Americans are doing, what the West is doing, what Britain is doing, and the war crimes they have committed for telling the truth. He has a young family who suffers the consequences of him not being a media puppet. When a woman sells a body, she's a prostitute. Today, there's media, Arab world majority, Western world majority, Muslims. So they are not prostitutes, they are prostitutes. There they have to dance to the tune. They can't go and write the true story because the editor tells them so. The bosses who pay them tell them so. So remember that you Muslims, you have to sift out the true story and speak the truth. So so who is he? Julian Assange. Write this number down. A nine three seven nine A Y. I repeat. A nine three seven. Then they got nine A Y. So that will be his code there. Free Julian Assange. So imagine the man who taught us and informed us what is happening with American policy. We want peace. We want democracy. We want all lies. You are the biggest war criminals, the biggest super terrorists, America and Israel and those who follow them. We need to name them, shame them and nail them. And all these scholars for dollars as well. Irrespect of which part of the world they are in. So that is our message to the world. Remember that nicely. Monona, what was your question again now? Now, another vows. Uh, can we take a vow that if Allah um, destroys the jutlas, we will fast for a certain number of days or give certain amount of money as sadaqah? 
Right, we are uh, focusing on that, the word jutlas, and then I gave you that. So all Allah Jalla Wala teaches us, Wal yufu nuzurahum. So what is wal yufu nuzurahum? Wal yattawafu bil baytil atiq. So remember, all Allah says, we need to draw a distinction, a dichotomy between these two terminologies. One word is yameen, one word is qasam, one is an oath, right? So you say, Wallahi, I will not talk to you. Wallahi, I will not come to your house. Wallahi, I will attend your son's daughter's wedding. So you go against that. So you violated your oath. So you must pay 400 rand, 500 rand to 10 poor miskeen, 10 poor Muslim who are poor and destitute. You give each one of them 10, uh, 40, 40 rand to the 10 poor who are poor. So you give 400 rand for desecrating the sacred name of Almighty Allah. I normally tell people pay 500 rand because you know things are so expensive nowadays. So you must give them four, 500 rand to 10 poor masakin, poor destitute. That is the kafara for violating the law of Islam and desecrating the honorable name of Almighty Allah. You said Wallahi, Tallahi, Qasam, I'm telling you like that. So that is a Qasam, a Yameen, an Oath. One is a Vow. Vow is you suspended it on something. Ya Allah, my son, my daughter who's sick and you give them shifa, I will fast for three days. I will fast, I will fast for 10 days. I will give a thousand rand, 50 rand, 500 rand charity. So that you call a vow. And once that vow is taken, then you must fulfill it. Surah 22, Surah Al-Hajj, the chapter on pilgrimage. All Allah states, nuzurahum. Our people, what they call manta, M-A-N-T-A. In Arabic, nazar. And nuzur is a plural. So chapter 22, verse number 29. So that is compulsory. So you made a nice manta. You made a nice vow. Ya Allah. Let the Jutlas, Harami, super terrorists be defeated and let the Muslim Ummah, let the flag fly of Islam in the whole of Palestine, at Majirul Aqsa and everywhere else. Then I will give out hundreds in a day. I will fast every Mondays and Thursdays. I will do this. I will do. But say something that is within your means and so forth. You are a pauper and a beggar and you say you'll give $1,000. So obviously then you'll have to pick kafara. So, therefore, don't come in Josh and say something that your emotions get the better of you, then you can't fulfill it. So, say that which is within your means, and then once it happens, then you have to pay for it, you have to fulfill it. So, chapter 22, verse 29, very good. And you must remember, every day give out charity. With the intention, Allah mashfi mardahum. Ya Allah, those who are ill and sick, give them shifa. Allah ma'afi jarahahum. Those who are wounded and injured, give them speedy recovery. Allah ma'taqabbal shuhada'ahum. Oh Allah, those who gave their lives, you raise their rank and status and so forth. So that is what we should be doing, inshallah. Can one read Qadasa? A person is reading Quran Sharif after Fajr. If a person is reading Quran Sharif after Asr 
and in there you came across the Sazda Tilawat ayat. There are 15, one five Sazda Tilawat in the Noble Quran. The humbly say, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, and then you must make all 15. Must make meaning you should make. And the Shafi'i say 14, the Umad the one in Surah Swad, chapter 38, verse 24. And the Hanafi say 14, and they leave out the second one, there of Surah Hajj, Surah 22, verse 77, they omit that one. And remember the Maliki say 11 says, Subhanallah, Al-Qadiyyatul Wahida, Al-Mas'alatul Wahida, one issue, four different verdicts. So remember that is what we accept because in Islam you can have Ta'addudul Haqq, you can have different verdicts on one issue and yet different verdict four different verdict Imam Malik say only 11 sajda tilawat the last three he says there's no sajda surah wa najmi idha sama unshaqat and surah iqra he says no sajda and then he agrees with the Hanafi jurors and scholars regarding surah hajj chapter 22 verse 77 he said that his sajda is salat and is not sajda tilawat and so forth so that's the academic side so you're reading it now you read your Asr Salat for example you're reading and you read a Sazda Ayat you make Sazda totally permissible but you read it last night you read it you must remember this morning you didn't perform the Sazda and now you want to read it perform the Sazda not read it you want to perform the Sazda Tilawat after Asr after Fajr then that is not permissible my brother-in-law become my mahram because my sister is alive and a man cannot marry two sisters at one time and after your sister dies he can marry you and after he divorces your sister and after your iddat is finished he can marry you mahram means that he can't marry you now he can't marry you anytime in future he can't marry you till the day of justice so for you to go for umrah with your sister and her husband or you travel Johannesburg, Durban or Durban, Cape Town all haram not permissible just now you will see that the your sister's husband your brother-in-law when his wife namely your sister is gone to the washroom bathroom bedroom all and you alone with him he will start tuning you up and you will be flirting with him because you don't have nothing to do with parda and all absolutely haram he habibuna mustafa rahmatul alameen sallallahu alayhi wasallam said alham al-maut how you fear death you should fear the brother-in-law Brother-in-law means they were Brother-in-law means Zawj, The brother of the husband so, so you must remember that So brother-in-law So work it the other way So they the wife's sister So remember that All this is haram What you are suggesting there So remember Between you sister And your sister's husband Parda is compulsory And hijab is compulsory All this flirting And laughing And joking And smooching And all All haram All these things uh, are ladies allowed to wear leather socks while in ihram? Remember, very good question for ladies. Whenever you are reading Salat, Namaz, you are reading anywhere in the world, 
then it's wajib and compulsory upon you to wear socks for you to wear stockings to wear to some covering there or you wear leather socks and so forth hoof so that is the verdict of the Shafi'is, the Malikis, the Hanbalis, and the Dalil is very strong. Remember that. We must give. What is the truth? We have to speak. So you must remember that. That is the verdict of them, Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis. For a lady, when she goes out to the shop or market or wherever, visiting hospital, people are ill, so she must wear stockings or socks and so forth. So now oh, you wear the leather sock and so forth to all. So that is wajib and compulsory. Quran says, Wala yadribna bi arjulihinna li yu'lamama yukhfina min zinatihin. Allah Ta'ala called it zina, the beauty. And to cover the beauty and the adornment is compulsory. So therefore, that is their verdict. Hanafi say for ladies to cover their feet and all these type of things is mustahab, is good. But they don't say it is compulsory. So therefore, the Hanafi they read salat without stockings or without socks and that the salat will be valid but remember in this day and this age and especially if you are there in the haram then we advise all the Hanafi ladies and so forth you should wear because when that man touches your heels your toes whatever the sun is on you why didn't you wear your stockings? Why didn't you wear your socks? Why didn't you wear your leather socks and so forth? And remember that Quran Sharif is telling you, Surah 22, verse 25, That when you make intention of deviation and oppression, then remember what will happen, then Almighty Allah will punish you with a painful punishment. So we should educate. I always in the groups, when we used to take groups of Umrah, Hajj, all that, these kind of issues, I used to always warn them that you must wear and should wear, remember that, especially in the Haram Sharif. Allah Ta'ala calls the feet beauty, zina, in chapter 24, verse number 31, Surah Nur. Therefore, Siddiq, to bin to Siddiq, Sayyida Aisha and her father, Sayyida Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiyallahu anhuma, see, she, Sayyida Aisha, used to say, so for you, the lady, Shafi, Maliki, Hanafi, Hanbali, whatever, you're wearing leather socks or you're wearing normal socks and so forth, that's very good. You should wear that in Ihram as well. Totally no problem. For men, yes, they can't wear leather socks and all these ordinary socks and so forth in Ihram because remember the ankles and that must be exposed according to all four schools. And that is Shafi. Shafi'is, Maliki's, humbly say for men, the ankles must be exposed. Everything else is covered, that is fine. Hanafis only say that the ankles and the metatarsal, you know, the bone in the middle, that must be exposed, and that is the Hanafi verdict only. So that is what you should remember, because thousands of people are going for Umrah. Allah Jalla accept it. Allah protect the Haramain Sharifain. Almighty Allah Jalla protect Majid Al-Aqsa and liberated from the Jutlas and Haramis. Insha'Allah we will have our last question and then Mufti Sahib will give us some advices. A person is finding it difficult to make sajda due to health issues. Should he read his qiyam and ruku as normal and sit on a chair just for sajda or should he read the entire salah seated? 
According to the Quran Sharif and majority scholars, you must remember, Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis, they use these two verses. لا لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسها. Allah has not burdened any person more than his or her ability, capability, capacity. So when you can manage to stand, you stand. When you can't manage to stand and you sit, so you do both. Is fine and is better. Like that, according to Shafi'is and Hanbalis and Malikis and them. According to the Hanafi scholars, both is permissible, but Hanafi say that if you can't manage both ways and all that, then it's better to sit. But if you stand also, is no problem. So these are all masail of Avdaliya or Waliya. So we should not make it an issue. I saw Hazrat Allama bin Nuri rahimahullah not once on so many occasions we were there Umrah time, Hajj time, with Hazrat bin Nuri. We studied there in Karachi in Hazrat Madrasa. Hazrat passed away in 1977. Hazrat Mufti Shafisa passed away in 76 like that. So you must remember that is to stand, is to sit, everything is to do in one salat and so forth. So therefore it's not Dalil but they were all following the Hanafi school. So these are flexible issues and so forth. Jazakallah khairan tumana Khalid Yaqub barakallah fikum. And let me give you the rundown. Four o'clock will be the news with Brother Suleiman Esop, inshallah. Thereafter, my brother Hafiz Yusuf Kala, inshallah. And thereafter will be the, fajr, the Asar Adhan. Not Fajr, the Asar Adhan. So that will be at around 10 past four. Thereafter, Qari Hanif Multani. So he was, you must remember, blind, but we heard his lectures and that they're excellent. So he's speaking about Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu and a rabbi. So very interesting lecture. Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq, one side, representing the Muslims, the greatest human being to walk on this earth after all the prophets and messengers, alayhi salam. And the other side was a Yahudi, was a Ribbi, was a rabbi. So how did Waqiyas story goes in Urdu. So that will be between, between 10 past 4, quarter past 4, right up to 5 o'clock, inshallah. Thereafter will be legal talk, brother Shafat and the legal eagle, that is the lawyers. 6 o'clock, the repeat, we're discussing Gaza, Palestine, Mozaid and myself is repeat. Then 7 o'clock, more Dawood Siddhat's advices till 8. 8 o'clock, medical file. So brother Shafat worth, you must remember the doctors. And then 8 o'clock will be, that is the the medical file. Nine o'clock, a repeat of the discussion, Mona Arafat, Mona Salim Karim, and thereafter at ten o'clock, Dawood, Sheikh Ahmed Didat. When I was there in Newcastle, I went to the grave, mashallah, Mona Imullah, and when I just entered, I saw the board, Muhammad Farooq Surti. So we remember him very well. He built, you must remember, the hostel there. So I said, no, I must go and read by him. And then Mona Abu Bakr, Mona Abu Bakr, that is Aku, in his youth, 33, 34 years old, he passed away. He's a son-in-law of Mona Imullah. So both of them are passed away. Allah grant all of them Jannat al-Firdaus al-A'la. So Sheikh Ahmad did that between 10 and 11 tonight, inshallah, Aziz. So we all know what is happening there in Gaza, what is happening in Palestine. We know who the traitors are. We know those who have concern for the Ummah. So everything is in front of us. The question arises, you Muslim, which side are you on? See, yeah, I'm reading for you now, breaking news. Pay attention. 
Republicans, this is Republicans, Trump and them, their party, all Haramis, Trump, Biden, all, both sides. So the Republicans, Democrats, majority of them Haramis and super terrorists. Republicans seek to give Israel 14 billion US dollars in emergency aid. Can you believe that? These are the oppressors, these are the war criminals, these are the people for their genocide and crime against humanity, and yet you prop them up and give them 14 billion U.S. dollars. Every year they give them 3 billion plus. Israel opened second water pipeline into Gaza since beginning of war. You Haramis, you never opened the wipe that. Yo, yo, Ben Gwey, the Harami, the super terrorist said, we will close the water, we will close the food, we will block the water, food, petrol, fuel, gas, everything. The only thing will come into Gaza are the bombs. So don't think you're doing us a favor. Remember this, you Haramis, your name is stinking and you are disgraced throughout the whole world and so forth. So that is municipal election candidate to receive compensation for postponement in elections. When the dust is settled, this is not information I'm saying. Remember, there will be civil war in Israel. They want to lynch him for Netanyahu. Yesterday, when I gave the news there from Amersfoort, I told you the Jutlas were surrounding Bibi Netanyahu's house and he is circumcised but the Jutlas want to circumcise him even more for the Harami but the police and the, uh, the defense and whoever else they intervened so they after his blood and so forth his days are numbered his party's names are done numbered Almighty Allah taught us all this in chapter 59 Surah Hashir read Quran of Ummah then you will get your answers read the Sunnah Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Quran Sharif teaches us chapter 59 verse number 14 the war among themselves is very severe they fight like cats and dogs because they are swines and the monkeys remember Quran has said so chapter 5 verse 60 and you think they're united they will never be united whilst their hearts are fragmented and disunited they are a nation who got no brains no intelligence no intellect. People say Jutlas are very intelligent. Is this intelligent? You murder children, 3,000, 4,000 children. You murder innocent people, 6, 7,000. You keep them in a cage and open prison and concentration camp for 16, 17 years. Is this your intelligence? So you that's why we say and we promote that you Muslims, all of you who got some shame, who got some iman, then you stay away from all this haram McDonald's. I gave you fatwa 10, 15 years ago. All these McDonald's, all this KFC, all these places are haram, remember that. That halal logo is not worth the paper on which is written. Have some shame, man. Children are giving their life for Islam and you want to enjoy all these haramis, Muslim-owned, and that means nothing today. Everybody is out to make money in the name of Islam. Islam is commercialized today. This is Sharia compliant and this all oh, fooling you. They know that masses are asses so you must remember that. So stay away from your Starbucks, stay away from your McDonald's, stay away from KFC, stay away.
we need to hit this Israelis and the Jutlas and the people who support them where it hurts them the most and that is their pocket so one person told me Mufti you're saying it wrong you must say it like this so let's try he said I is teaching me Tajweed in Afrikaans a huya juat as a duya juat a huya juat as a duya juat I think I got it right a good Jew is a dead Jew so that is what we say so you Muslims rise to the occasion we're making dua now inshallah we all raise our hands and Allah Ta'ala grant our mujahideen victory Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala sayyidina wa habibina wa shafi'ina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allahumma laka shukru kullu wa laka alhamdu kullu wa laka almulku kullu biyadik الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيئنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا ذاب النار وعفو أنا واغفر لنا ورحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين فانصرنا على القوم المرتدين فانصرنا على القوم المجرمين فانصرنا على اليهود الظالمين المحتلين الغاصبين اللهم أحسهم عددا واقتلهم بددا ولا تبقي منهم أحدا اللهم سلط عليهم كلبا من كلابك اللهم أرنا أجائب قدرتك اللهم أرنا أجائب قدرتك إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم شتت شملهم اللهم دمر ديارهم اللهم خالف بين قلوبهم وصفوفهم يا رب العالمين اللهم عليك باليهود الظالمين ومن معلا ومن وعلاهم اللهم عليك بجيوش الأمريكيين وجيوش الإسرائيليين ومن وعلاهم اللهم أهلكهم كما أهلكت عاد وثمود يا الله مالي جناهكم ما فرما ديجي يا الله ستاريك ما ملا فرما ديجي يا الله همكو قبول فرما ديجي يا الله آخر قريه تو كلمة طيبة نصيب فرما حبيبنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كشفاء Safarish Nasib Farma Ya Allah Everything is in your knowledge Everything happens With your decree Ya Allah The children's blood The mother's blood Our Mujahideen's blood Ya Allah Decimate and destroy And annihilate Annihilate The Israelis The apartheid Terrorist Nazi regime Hitler's children And their supporters Ya Allah Ya Allah They want to steal Our land And destroy Two and a half million People's lives They want to steal and occupy our Masjid Al-Aqsa. Ya Allah, people are giving their lives. The children are giving their lives. While this Ummah majority are busy with soccer, cricket, and watching music and TV and haram. Guide us all to the straight path, Ya Allah. Teach us what is Iman, what is Islam, what is Ghaira and self-respect and self-esteem. Allahumma alayka bi'a'ada'id-deen. Qala Allah ta'ala fi shani habibi inna Allah wa mala Ya
salati wa min zuriyati rabbana wa taqabbal dua rabbana ghfirli wa li walidayya wa lil mu'minina yawma yaqumul hisab allama haqqiq raja'ana allama haqqiq raja'ana allama la tukhayyib raja'ana ya allah fulfill our hopes and aspirations grant victory to our mujahideen to hamas to jihad islami to all the palestinians grant victory to the muslims in afghanistan in kashmir and india in libya and syria and egypt and all the places where the haramis murtads are ya allah protect the haramain sharifain and aqsal mubarak and all our masajid subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun al mursalin walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin amin 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 ya rabbil alamin the podcast will be in two parts brother tobela informs me so we will send it out before asr inshallah aziz tomorrow four o'clock the program will start five past four will be adhan inshallah i'll come down at ten past four and we will continue tomorrow inshallah aziz repeat one time with me allahumma alayka بالیهود الظالمین الغاسبین المحتلین المحتلین الملعونین اینما کانو یا رب العالمین آمین آمین السلام علیکم ورحمت اللہ وبرکاتہ